Welcome to Storytime with Grandma Rachel. I'm Grandma Rachel, and it's time to settle in. Get comfy in your favorite overstuffed chair. Escape into your imagination and the power of story. Listen in or read along. The choice is yours. I hope you'll join in often because story time is one of the most memorable ways to share time with the people you love. Let's get started. A Reluctant Adventurer, Chapter 1, Searching for the Silver Thread Trail. Sniffing and scratching at the boggy shore of the Valorest Marsh, Emmy and Jake were searching for the Silver Thread Trail beyond the Twin Rainbow Falls. It's possible the Silver Thread Trail ends near the Twin Rainbow Falls, said Emmy. We may be looking for a trail that doesn't exist. We haven't been searching that long yet. It's a bit early to reach that conclusion, Emmy, argued Jake. I wish we had Molly's moonlight pen light. It would make the trail so much easier to discover, wished Emmy. That seems a lot like cheating to me, said Jake. It's more of an adventure this way. A hidden trail is so much more mysterious, right? That's true, Emmy agreed but we don't want to get lost and find ourselves in the Champlain Hills and Ridges either. Eric and Sylvie had quite the challenge getting home from Valorest Island when they had to return that way. Ah, yes, but what an adventure they had, said Jake, and he discovered he can conjure up and cast spells. Innate magic! How cool is that? Have any other pups uncovered such remarkable talents yet? Nope, not yet anyway. Shine tells us that it's very unusual for Eric to have discovered that particular talent so young. She believes he was able to conjure up a spell because of the situation he was in at the time. Well, you have to admit it's exciting, added Jake, to uncover innate magic. And a huge responsibility, added Emmy. Okay, Emmy, take the fun out of it then. I think it's awesome, added Jake. I still wish we had that moonlight penlight, added Emmy. We know that the Flat Rock Trail was in and around the Hidden Valley before it was unhidden. And you witnessed the collapse of the Flat Rock Trail around the Twin Rainbow Falls at the conclusion of the international incident. Both Emmy and Jake laughed out loud at the international incident reminder. It also threads along the Champlain Ridge Divide, along the Twin Pine Valley South Ridge, and up around the Valorest Ridge by the Ancient Cemetery, added Jake, if it is all one trail, that is. So, like I said, it's possible the Flat Rock Trail may not be this far south along the Valorest River, concluded Emmy. A Reluctant Adventurer, Chapter 2, Meeting Wallow Did you hear that? asked Emmy. Hear what? asked Jake in return. I heard a groan-like sigh coming from the shore over there, said Emmy, puzzled, pointing with her nose. Emmy changed direction to investigate further. Um, speaking of not wanting to get lost, commented Jake sarcastically, at the first sign of a noise, you're off the trail. Seriously, Jake, scoffed Emmy, we haven't found the trail yet, so how can I be off it? You were just talking about adventure anyway, right? Hmm, Jake said, tilting his head in agreement. 
There it is again, added Emmy, turning toward the source of the sound. I've never heard a sound like that before. It's not a bird song or a dog howl or a fox bark. Hmm, weird. Hey, wait for me, Emmy, called Jake. Emmy was trotting along the boggy shore of the Valarest Marsh. She waded chest deep into the water, looking around, sniffing. Lifting her head, noticing a shallow break in the sunny reflection on the rippling water, she saw a greeny-blue, half-submerged ball bobbing in the water. Look at this, Jake, called Emmy. I've never seen a greeny-blue ball in Valarest before. Is that thing alive? asked Jake, wading towards Emmy. Not sure, Emmy said, prodding at the ball. She knocked it rolling in the water, exposing its four long limbs. It floats anyway. Emmy picked up the greeny-blue ball, puppy-style, dragging its long limbs through the water closer to shore. Hmm, I'm not sure this is the source of the groan you heard. This doesn't seem to be alive, Jake said as Emmy plopped the soggy ball, limbs limp onto firm ground, water squishing out of the greeny-blue ball. Both Emmy and Jake sat back in stunned silence when two fist-side googly eyes popped open on the greeny-blue ball, blinking in the sunlight. Two googly eyes, Jake said surprised, on a greeny-blue ball. Weird. Don't call me that. I'm not weird, argued the greeny-blue ball. I'm just different. That is true, agreed Emmy. You are very different. Thank you for rescuing me from the water, said the greeny-blue ball, googly eyes focused on Emmy. You're welcome, Emmy replied. I am sorry, but who uh, or, or what are you? I am Wallow. I'm a sloth. A sloth, asked Emmy, confused. What's a sloth? I just told you, silly. I am, answered Wallow. You have saved me from a miserable fate. I thank you. You are most welcome, Wallow, said Emmy. I am Emmy, and this is my best friend, Jake. A sloth is forever indebted to their rescuers, though I am the only sloth I know that ever needed rescuing. Hmm, how sad is that? asked Wallow, disappointed, looking around at the marsh. Oh, well, um, Emmy stammered. Thank you, but there is no need to be indebted. We are glad to be of assistance. The sloth sobbed in response. Oh, I can't even be rescued properly. The sloth popped down on his back, his arms and legs splaying wide all around him, his googly eyelids drooping. Emmy looked at Jake, confused but smiling. It seems he's a bit depressed, whispered Emmy. We've never met a sloth before. Do you live in the forest? Emmy asked Wallow, trying to cheer him up. Kinda, Wallow sniffed, wiping his nose with his long arm, sitting himself upright again. What do you mean, kinda? asked Emmy. Well, it's unlikely I'll manage to get home, Wallow answered with a long sigh. I will miss my neighbors, if they even notice I'm gone. And I finally had my treetop organized just the way I like it. Are there other sloths around? asked Jake, finally joining the conversation. Yes, in the treetops in the dense rainforesty bit of the forest, answered Wallow. Where is that? asked Jake. Near the greeny-blue crystal lake, Wallow added. If I had known my last meal was going to be my last meal, I would have fancied it up a bit. 
though there's not a lot of variety in the treetops. I might have found a bug or two to top some leaves. I'm already feeling a little drained, Wallow said, falling backwards dramatically, an arm stretching across his face. A Reluctant Adventurer, Chapter 3, Trying to Help Emmy and Jake exchange glances. We can help you find your way back to your treetops in the rainforesty bit of the forest, Emmy said cheerfully. Do you have any idea where it is? asked Jake. Not really, Wallow sighed, sitting up again. I was thrown out of my tree, splashed into the lake light last night during the thunderstorm. My tree's probably ruined, if it's still standing. Wallow sighed again. I was washed away, floating here in the current. Wallow, you said there's a lake near your treetop, right? Asked Jake. Let's try to find a stream that feeds into the marsh from south of Valarest. Valarest, repeated Wallow. Oh, that is what we call our home in the forest, answered Emmy. How pretty. I bet it's lovely. If only I could see it. But I have too little time left now, sighed Wallow, flopping onto his back. Wallow, please don't talk like that, said Emmy. It's just not helpful. Apart from the lake, are there any other landmarks we might be able to follow? asked Jake. There are underground tunnels, but they are not safe. They fill up with water in the spring when the nasty white covering disappears. Such nasty white stuff, especially when it fills the air, answered Wallow, not bothering to sit up to answer. What kind of tree do you live at the top of? asked Emmy, fishing for information. Trees with tasty green leaves. Maybe it's called a valorest tree. Yes, let's name it that after your forest. Hmm. This is not getting us very far, Emmy complained to Jake. Can you see cliffs from your treetop, asked Jake. Yes, two sets of cliffs from my treetop, answered Willow, sitting up again. Those ones, Wallow said, pointing to the horseshoe cliffs beyond the marsh, and the ones with the mountains in the background. Okay, it's a starting point. Let's go east from here. We know it's not north, and we know it's not along the Valarest River. Hopefully, we will find a river or stream to follow back to the Sloth homestead. Is it far, Wallow? asked Emmy. Far? Everywhere is far, Wallow said, swinging his long arms around his head in a wide circle, almost slapping Jake across the face. I was carried here in a raging stream during a violent storm overnight. It's a good thing I float, otherwise I would have drowned. I cannot float back upstream. I imagine it will take many months to get back home, sighed Wallow, if I bother to try. What are you talking about, many months, commented Jake. We could get to the Twin Mountains and back in that amount of time. You go then, leave me, said Wallow. Sloth cannot walk. We drag our plump little bodies when on the ground. Soon enough I will be skin and bones and no longer plump. My beautiful greeny-blue complexion will fade, toppling backwards yet again. Goodness, Wallow, we can carry you, said Emmy with a sigh, if that is all right with you. You can try if you want, said Wallow, but I suspect we won't get very far. 
Emmy gently picked up Wallow puppy style and started walking away from the Valorest marsh. Oh, careful! Oops, sorry! Ouch! Sorry! Carrying Wallow puppy style was not so easy. Emmy was tripping on Wallow's dangling long legs and arms with almost every step. Can you hold those up out of the way, please? Emmy asked politely. No, sloths hang upside down. It's hard for me to not hang, explained Wallow. It would be easier if I could hang around your neck like a pendant. Oh, okay, said Emmy, wondering why he didn't say so from the start. Jake, you're taller than me, so it might be easier for you to carry Wallow. Jake crouched down close to the ground and stretched his neck out over Wallow. Wallow reached up and looped his arms and legs around the back of Jake's neck, clasping his three-toed claws. Oh, how delightful! Much better! Thanks! Wallow sighed in relief, cracking a smile. Jake stood up and started walking awkwardly. Swinging gently side to side with each step, Wallow settled in, hanging upside down, utterly relaxed. He was snoring loudly before Jake had taken ten steps. You have to admit, Emmy said, chuckling, he is definitely different. Okay, friends, that's it for today. I'm Grandma Rachel, and I believe adventure has a way of finding those who look for it. Will you dare to look? Remember, your imagination is brilliant. Use it every single day. Until next time, this is Grandma Rachel. See you soon.